Good evening, good morning, wherever you might be, because it's Coach and Kitty. And I always like to go into a little bit about myself every once in a while, especially when I go into my introspective podcast. I am in South Carolina. I consider myself a true patriot, meaning that I've always supported the Constitution. My values, my beliefs have never wavered, never changed. I have believed this way since the mid-2000s when I first went down a rabbit hole I could not come back from. This podcast is going to be an introspective one. I'm going to ask that you you always do share. I don't do these to see how many people listen to me and make money or anything else. I do these that if one thing I say makes one other person think something they normally would not have thought and shares that with somebody, who knows? My podcast is called 1984 1776. I have been obsessed with 1984 since I first read in high school, and I've always believed that is where we wind up as a nation and as a world. And it seems I'm right. I also love history. I collect it. I love antiques. And I believe the American Revolution was unique, but I do not believe it will ever happen again. Somebody asked me today, what can we do to restore our constitutional rights, to fix things? You know what? I don't believe there's any way to fix it. Because this is a global, that's what people don't understand. It does not matter who's in the White House. It does not matter who's in the Senate, really. Yes, like in Virginia, it'll change some things. It was in a state for a while, yes. But ultimately, the powers that control everything will have their ultimate control. Tonight, I want to tell you why I believe we are doomed, and it's because of fear. I have, once again, coming on here out of frustration, out of angst. Really don't know what else to say or do or go. Americans are petrified of the government. They are petrified of speaking how they really feel, of doing what they want on their property, of assembling with their friends and people they care about, of joining groups or organizations, of even going to a survival training, of fear that the government might label them something or they'll lose everything they have. I say bring it. I ain't scared. The more I fear, the more adamant I get. I have been reading more and more about Patrick Henry, and I really urge you to do some research on him. When he did his famous speech in 1775 in Richmond, Virginia, at St. John's Church, it was in response to Americans saying, the British isn't going to do anything to us, you're overreacting. And he says to them, don't you have eyes to see what's happening around you, ears to hear what's going on? You are burying your head in the sand. You are ignoring the truth because you are scared. And he says he's more scared of living as a slave than fighting for freedom. And fighting for freedom sometimes is just saying, I will not be afraid to speak my mind to assemble with people I want to, to associate with people I want to, to belong to organizations I want to, I will not be afraid. But Americans are. They're petrified. 
If I said to you I belong to a defensive militia, people would cower in fear of that word. Why? It's in the Second Amendment and the Fifth Amendment. It's in our state constitution. Every member, every citizen in my state in South Carolina is a member of their um, unorganized militia. If we take out the Second Amendment, then don't expect any more jury trials or bail or anything else, point blankly. Then we need to get rid of all of it. I am not scared. I stood on my property back in 2008-2009 and said the only way you come to this property without a search warrant is to kill me. And I'm proud to say that. Some people say might say to me, why? Something I've always felt in my heart, I can't tell you. Just like I cannot deny that I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. I've been under great, great spiritual satanic attack. And I know it's because time is drawing near and Satan is getting more riled. I have absolutely come to a point where I was doing survival trainings. I actually do them to my work as well. And there was a while when Facebook, would, things would pop on your Facebook account and say, you know someone a little too prepared? You know someone is prepping a little bit too much? People are so petrified of being associated with a group or organization, even though they know the media portrayal is a lie. Or it's just an absolute state of fear. What I tell them is, if you're that scared of your government now, then you just admitted you are living in a totalitarian dictatorship. What are you going to do about it? my mind, I'm going to rob more people up and speak as loud as I can. For most people, the response is, I need to hide. As we sit here almost at the end of May, we had another shooting in Texas. Now you tell me, another 18-year-old, how does he have over $5,000 worth of rifles and ammunition? Where are they getting this training from? Another 18-year-old with mental illness. Tell me, tell me how this lines up. Tell me how they are getting the money for these weapons, the training, and what they have. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, monkeypox, another state of fear pox, I want to call it. The virus called fear. We are all living in fear. We're fear of talking, fear of, I don't even know where to begin. And the worst part is like-minded, I like to say like-minded, but people that say they support the Constitution and Patriots can't even get along with each other. I have been in this so long and it's so frustrating to watch them fight and squabble over semantics while the devil laughs. Just like he's laughing at the churches that can't get along and breaking up. You know when Patrick Henry spoke to that church in 1775, he could not understand why Americans did not see what was happening. But he says, you know what, I know you're saying it. You're choosing not to. 
but he said his God, our God, would be able to sustain him and get him through and get America through whether we win or lose in the revolution. And we do know that God was on our side because we gained our independence. I want to do a little bit of news tonight, a little bit of updates. Many, many people don't understand what's happened to our nation. I am reading from News with Views, it's a site I go to quite a bit. I've been reading this since about 2008. I really like them. And I'm looking at an article that says, Unbiblical and Unconstitutional Welfare State now has 59 million dependents. So remember how I was saying how you get control? It is through dependency. All right. Our nation tells people, we will always help you. There'll be a handout. It was never meant to be that way. Food stamps to buy little Debbie's ho-hos and hostess cakes is not what food stamps was meant to be. The fact that you could not work and make more money collecting government subsidies during this scandemic says something to me about the state of our nation. In our welfare system, it began back in 1935 during the Depression. It was never meant to be a way for undocumented illegal aliens, that's what they are, they're here in the United States illegally, to take our tax dollars. In 2022, a good guesstimate is $1,776 billion in welfare given out, plus $823 billion for Medicaid and $953 billion in other welfare benefits. There are now 59 million government dependents or people depending on welfare. Of those, 63.7% claim they have cable or other satellite TV. 50% said they own a personal computer and 98% own at least one cell phone. The children living in these homes, 89% have Xbox or something similar. 98% have a widescreen TV. And they expect us. It's a way of life. People claim they cannot work their own disability. I'm sorry, I work with disabled veterans that beg to work. Being overweight is a lifestyle choice, not disability. I don't care what your disability is, there's some kind of job that you can perform. And for those that are not working, they should be babysitting those that are children in government daycare centers. 
this state of dependency, even those not on welfare now will take it if it means security. If gas got so bad and you couldn't afford your bills, people will take a government handout and I guarantee you will sell their soul, their firearms and everything else to keep their material possessions. When also asked in surveys about lifestyle, I find this is absolutely amazing. Almost all, I think it was said 96% of people on welfare claim they drink beer regularly, smoke cigarettes, buy soda, and most of the money is spent on junk food. Over 89% are clinically obese or overweight. What are they eating? This state of dependency means they will believe whatever is on the news. They will go along with whatever is on the news and do whatever the news tells them to keep what they are getting. This state of dependency has hurt America greatly and has diminished our desire to work. See, when you're on welfare and getting government benefits, it doesn't matter how much gas is because you're not going to work every day. And the government has it set up that way on purpose because if you try to work and you make more than a certain amount, you'll lose your government benefits. Therefore, they face a hard decision. Lose government benefits and work or keep my government benefits and do not work. What do you believe the majority of people would do? Now, I want to talk about this so-called massacre down in Texas, and it is a massacre in Uvalde, Texas. I want to know how an 18-year-old, again, another 18-year-old, $5,000 worth of firearms, $1,000 worth of ammunition. Has anyone heard of something called Operation Dreamscape? Just curious. And yet, people that say they're like-minded cannot even get together and form a survival group and learn how to dig a well because people are either fighting over stupid agendas or too scared they're going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. Um, I do not understand the shooting. I don't believe these are just random. I don't believe it just happened. I do not believe 18 year olds can buy that kind of ammunition and and rifles. And the story the media portrays constantly changes. When it first broke, it was a pistol, handgun, 
Then now selling two AR-style rifles. We will never ever know the truth and the agenda will keep going. Again, no one was armed in the school to shoot back. Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah. Nobody had a firearm to shoot back with. That's the problem. That's the heart of the problem in America. But see, the United Nations wants people on welfare. It wants people dependent on the government. And it wants to disarm America and make us dependent also on the government for our safety. This is going to be another push to take our guns. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I hope and pray, especially veterans, you took an oath. I solemnly hope and pray before my Lord and Savior that you honor that and honor that greatly. No American should give up their firearms. They will lie, they will tell you, you don't want all these stories. But as Patrick Henry said, let us not be deceived. Give me liberty or give me death. For those that don't understand what that means, it means, yeah, I can compromise and live, but then what, what am I? Eventually, we all will die. How you die is almost important as how you live. I hope that makes sense to you. Part of my frustration when you are trying to organize a survival group and trying to get people's skills on how to build fires in your community and how to get old wells working and they are worried that they're going to be classified as something or they could lose their businesses. We already are doomed in this nation. But this is really, really bothering me. The fact that it was an um, Hispanic shooter at an Hispanic school has never been mentioned. Is that a hate crime? Did he hate his own people? I'm asking. They don't know anything about this. And the funny thing is, everywhere we go, the story changes. We do know that this shooter in Texas shot his grandmother before the incident. We also know that he was going to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist was a hypnotherapist. That has been put out in the news. Now here's the thing. How come these people always write about this beforehand? 30 minutes before he did this, he wrote, I'm going to shoot my grandmother and I'm now going to a school, to an elementary school to shoot an elementary school. What is this writing of things? Why, not, why don't they just go do it? Because it never, ever happens that way. Why? You tell me.
If the teachers were armed, it would have been over very quickly. I don't care if he barricaded himself in a room or not. They could have shot the glass out of the door, opened the door, shot the windows out. At that point, anything goes to get in there. Because you have to assume everyone in that room is going to die anyway. And they did. But how much quicker could the response have been if there was armed security and the teachers and administration were armed? What's interesting is I'm reading something in Fox News that says that when COVID hit, the alleged shooter dropped out of school and just kind of pulled back to himself and they never went back to school. That's interesting. Um, they don't really have a possible motive. He had been working at a Wendy's where he quit his job two weeks prior to the attack. Interesting. He posted lots of pictures of himself with firearms. Again, how do you have money to buy these? And supposedly with high capacity magazines. Okay. On Instagram, targeting random people. Now, come on, that's weird. He is messaging random people who's going to shoot up a school. Um, I honestly don't know the numbers keep going up now they're saying 20 were killed and they always keep saying 10 days after the mass supermarket shooting in Buffalo Patriots look how do you get 1984 you make people too afraid or unable to ever have a 1776 and what I mean by that is Standing up for your rights. Nineteen kids would not have been dead if everybody was armed in that building. And he knew it. Shooters don't go to armed locations. They go where there's easy targets. If you had trained the administration, the teachers, in every school, open carry firearms, this would not be an issue. Point blank. I guarantee you that. Get, I, I'll prove it to you. I can prove it to you over and over and over again. They ask criminals, why did he pick that victim? Why did he pick that store to rob? I knew they went armed. I'm not kidding. That's the honest to God truth. want you to start really watching the news. There was another story today about a man arrested after threatening mass violence at a school in Maryland. The same day, this happened in Texas, this was a 46-year-old man named Earl Benjamin. 
just out of the blue. I mean, it makes no sense. It's out of the blue. You go into someone and start threatening violence against a school. Could he have been a backup in case the first one went wrong? Then we have Michael Moore talking about repealing the Second Amendment. Michael Moore, uh, you know what? I am ready for whatever may come. We have been needing this for a while, and someone asked me, is there a way to do, to make bring back the Constitution? Is there a way to restore this nation? Is there a way to stop what's coming? The answer is no. One, I believe it's all it's biblical. Our Lord and Savior is coming back. We are already, we have less than probably 10 years on this earth. I'll be very honest. That's my honest God belief. Look at the map and the timeline in the Bible. Elections will never be, you know, like in Texas or different places in Virginia and other places, you'll see small victories in Florida, a governor that's doing right. But if they cross too much of a line or the power began to sway, they would be eliminated. No election can ever be counted as can be valid. It doesn't matter. Remember, Trump was guilty. He shut this nation down. The Patriot Act was signed under George Bush. George Bush Sr. in 1991, September 11th, by the way, talks about a new world order. What do you think? I think it's time that we say enough. Whether or not Jesus Christ is coming back tomorrow or in 10 years, whether or not this is the United Nations agenda, it does not matter. As American people, we cannot compromise. We should not ever compromise what we believe in. If you are afraid to assemble with people you want to assemble with and learn survival and learn skills, tactically train, learn how to fire weapons safely, how to you know, use cast iron, how to, so many different survival skills in case the power goes out, how to use a CB radio, what would happen if the grid went down, how would you communicate? When people are afraid to learn skills like that, because they might be labeled something, our nation's already gone. We are no different than East Germany was, Cuba, Nazi Germany, Mussolini, anybody else. And those people of Patriot that say support the Constitution, stop your damn bickering and fighting over petty issues. And we need to come together because the enemy will. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not giving up my guns. I'm not giving up my rights. I never have, I never will. But that's where real, that's how you get ahead. You cannot live in fear. That's what Patrick Henry was trying to say. He didn't fear. He feared the consequence of not doing anything, not the consequence of doing something. I'm Krishna Kitty. Please read the news. Read the news. Read the news. Delve into news you won't find anywhere. If you want to get on a Telegram group with alternative news, message me. You can email me at KalishnaKitty1776 at gmail.com. Find me on Clapper at KalishnaKittySC. TikTok, who knows how long that'll be up. My accounts will probably go down soon, so don't even worry about finding me on TikTok. And you can always get me a Proton Mail at revoltwellness.pm.me. And yes, that is the name of my business. 
Not afraid to say it, I don't care. See, I won't live in fear. I refuse to. I hope everybody has a blessed night.